Well, we're consistently inconsistent. <laughs> right. I wish somebody loved me as much as you love Fruit Punch. Can I edit my list? <laughs> I had a salad yesterday. Oh. It was good. That's good. Reflect, Where from? Proud of you, Chad. Uh, from uh, <laughs> Brewhouse. It's cool that after, you know, six years or whatever that you guys stuck it out, you know, you really cared about the name that much. I got to tell you, here at Sonder, what we would have done. <laughs> Feels like NASA's going to have a problem with this. Uh, let's pick a new name. One of my favorite things you've ever said, Danny, is that Friday is a feeling. Yep. Oh. It's like vacation I is a feeling. On me. If you're worried about the dirt and the grime, the germs, whatever it may be on the outside of your lime, Stay home, man. All right. Um, fan favorite is back. Mm-hmm. The beer or the person? Yes. The <laughs> answer is yes. Yes. Correct. Recurring guest now. That's yeah, your that's recurring right. guest. Are, yeah, we st- right. are we talking about you or Eric? Yes. <laughs> um, Eric Burroughs, welcome back. Um, owner of the Root Beer Stand, partner of ours. Um, I apologize for the coffee going in the background. The I'll get it out. The, in post. the mix of the coffee. I'll get most of it out. Um, but if you hear it, that's what it is. Eric is just to paint the picture, proudly donning his Atlanta Braves cap mm. over here, as you should, as uh, I plan to for ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I plan to ride this 2021 World Series championship well into the next decade. Absolutely, I would, I'd, I'd run it forever. Yeah. I rubbed 2016 Cavs in everyone's face. There you go. I mean, it was 95 last time they won, and I was a kid, and so I figure if this has got to, this has got to last me at least I don't know, at least 15 years. Yeah, you're talking to a couple of uh, Cleveland baseball fans, so we remember 95. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sure you uh, do. Well, remember 95. I mean, I, I don't remember. Yeah, it, I mean, I do. I do. <laughs> even though I was young, um, just a young young lad. Danny, you were around. You were just little. Uh, I did go to my first baseball game in 1994. Okay, perfect. I was eight months old. Perfect. Was 95 Jose Mesa? No, that was that was 97. Okay, no. sorry. You're, you're literally not allowed to say that to me ever. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> sorry. The, the name with the initials JM may never be spoken to me again. Understood. Unspecified uh, taco joint. That's exactly right. Yeah. We do not. It's you know you know like we don't speak about Bruno. Yeah. We don't speak about Jose. Okay. <laughs> no more. Um, all right, but, the, but we're not here to talk about baseball, although we all could yeah, all day, especially about um, the world champion Braves. <laughs> well, I guess quickly, I said we're not going to talk about yeah. baseball. Quickly, why are you a Braves fan? So I grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee, which I, you know not to get in geography, but it's right on the border of Tennessee and Georgia. Uh, Atlanta was about two hours away. So it'd be like if you lived in Columbus, you'd probably be a Reds fan and drive down. So we used to go in high school, again, in the 90s, Braves were very, very good, as you remember. And uh, so in high school, we would go, as soon as we get out of school, we'd all hop in a buddy's car and we'd drive down for the playoffs all the time and get back at like three in the morning or whatever. So That's awesome. it was just, if, especially at that time too, if you lived in the South, like it was, this was pre-Marlins. So there were, I mean, it was the team of the South. Yeah. So anyone, well, and, in they any were on, state, and they were on TBS, They were on right? TBS. But yeah, so especially where I lived too, it was, it was the closest major league team. It's what everybody, you know, all the kids, big Braves. And, you know, by the time I was, you know, nine, they were winning like, you know, National League champions. So they were... Very, all the kids were, you know, it was a big thing. So but. twice in that in that paragraph of words he just said, twice he dropped a couple of not even weird, just strong flexes. <laughs> He's like, uh, in the in the late nineties, I mean, they were pretty good, as you remember. <laughs> and then and then also said, and then by that time, I mean, we were we were winning national championships. The, I like remember the crime nothing. dog. Oh, I love the crime. I mean dog. that that those teams were fun though, right? Chipper oh, yeah. Jones. Crime dog, that pitching staff that was ridiculous. It actually frustrates me to hear you talk about it because when I think about it, all I think about is how we only won yeah. one World Series. Mm, yeah. And since that time, I've watched six of those guys going to the Hall of Fame. They were on the same yeah. team. That pitching staff alone. Almost unbelievable. Like, with that pitching staff, how could you not win yeah, that's more a- than that? But I don't want to get into it. Because you know why? Because we just won the net. We just won the whole thing, so I don't care. You know yeah, you know, you know why we don't want to get into it? Because we're thinking about the, the pitching staff we had in 2017 – and Francisco Lando, Lindor, and all of that team, and we didn't win anything. Yeah, so, we can have it a, <laughs> well, you know what's a really good follow on Twitter specifically is the Braves mascot blooper. He is hilarious. Really? Yeah, like him and like the Cleveland hot dogs are the only like mascot accounts really? I follow on Twitter. But blooper is insanely funny. Dynamite like, tip. 
I I feel like like I just would. That's like my dream job. It's just like have to run the Twitter account for a very funny mascot. You have high standards. (laughs) You don't. Hey, never back down from your dream. All right. (laughs) That's like your dream job. It's. it's I'm joking, but yes, as he sits here in the middle of the day doing a podcast, drinking a beer, and that's (laughs) your dream job. I'm living a pretty good one. You're hitting pretty close. Yeah, you're hitting pretty close. (laughs) Uh, so we're drinking this year's uh, root beer stain collab. Yes. Uh, switched it up a little bit this year. Personally, this is just my opinion. I'll let you get into yours. Uh, I liked last year's. I love this year's. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it's, it's more crushable. Um, it is, for those uh, wondering at home, and I, I know, Danny, you, you've, you've covered the basis of this through social media, but essentially... Tried to, yeah. We didn't dry hop it this year, right? Um, so it's really not a milkshake IPA. Um, it is what we are dubbing a root beer float ale, um, and I think it's pretty darn close to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I thought the same thing. I loved last year's, um, but this year was undoubtedly I liked it better. And I think, it again, like I, don't, I like hops, so I like a, an IPA, but I do think that with the root beer – this the smooth finish just pairs better with that front end sweetness than than the hops did. Even though, like I said, it was great. I think it was great for IPA lovers last year. I think this is going to be great for a even broader group yeah. of people. Like everyone I've talked to, who I've you know I've let them sample, are all of them unanimously are like, oh, this is great. Like we awesome. really really like this. That's so, awesome. so that was going to be my question was, are you happy with it? I love it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think it was fantastic. It's great. Um, Sounded like there was a good day at the tap room uh, or release this weekend. The weather helped out this year, yeah. but uh, I had some friends text me said they came up and, and looked like things were cranking, so that's all good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to have conversations with Luke and Chase um, just trying to script and come up. Cause a part of my job here is making sure that, um, you know, all of our teams are speaking the same language when we talk about beer. So I wanted to make sure we were, like, pretty concise and clear about, you know, the differences of last year's beer and this year's beer. Uh, and, like, one of the main things being that, like, last year's beer was incredible. We all thought that. Um, but we just wanted to make it feel like it was a root beer float from beginning to end. And we felt like taking out the dry hop uh, and switching up the recipe a smidge um, really did that. And that was the big thing that I was trying to focus on social media, too, is just, you know, people that did try it last year, if you liked it, you're going to like this year's as well. That's and right. for the folks that maybe didn't care for last year's, hey, give this one a try. If you're a root beer fan, we really feel like you're going to enjoy this beer. And I thought it came out great. Yeah, amazing. And as you can tell, too, the color is is yeah. really, really nice looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it, it looks different um, in a more appealing way. Yeah. Um, Chad, what do you think? I think it's uh, exactly what we were going for, right? We heard the, the only, I don't even call it negative feedback, but like you said, people were people that weren't IPA drinkers last year were trying it, and they're like, oh, it front end's great, but it's got the, this weird thing, if they weren't hop drinkers, right? Like, right. It's got this weird finish. Bitterness. Bitterness, yeah. really. Uh, but smoothing that out and really leaning into uh, the root beer float. Right. Um, without being overly sweet, that you could, like Justin said, you can still crush them and still have a four pack. Um, I think we nailed it. And again, this is now year two of this being my favorite collaboration that we do. Uh, I get to hang out with Eric, which is always great, right? Because we don't uh, see enough of each other. Right. Baseball season <laughs> with our sons, so. Yeah. Well, you're busy on the weekends at the yeah, Rangers. Actually, stand, I so don't. We... I have to catch up on these events. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, what is. Danny, I guess, I guess we can jump into this uh, when this gets released it will have been the beer will have been released already i'm gonna um, yeah i'm gonna try and release it tomorrow so so this past weekend eric you alluded to it, to it we had a great weekend in the tap room and getting it into market will be happening this week as well yeah, through through our sales team and our distribution partners how has the reception seemed to have been online through social media what are you seeing on it i'm still trying to catch up a little bit the things i did see were great a lot of the comments you guys would expect like you know even let me let me back up a little bit um you know it's always it always ends up being one of our bigger social media posts when we announce we're doing it it was last year it was this year um and you know even most like 95 percent of the comments were great like 
liked last year's, excited for this year's, or, you know, really excited to give this another try, um, or excited you guys are switching up the recipe, all that kind of stuff. Um, so the, uh, the feedback before people even tried the beer that we made that decision was great. And I, I kind of enjoy that that's not something we're afraid to do. Like, and I think a lot of people take that as a quick negative of like, oh, they changed a beer because last year's beer was bad. It's like, no, we're just always trying to make better beer. And we felt like this was our opportunity to make a better beer. And people, I think, recognize that from us and know that, uh, especially our production staff, doesn't take any of that stuff lightly. They want to make the best beer possible. Um, so I think people were really excited about that. And then the stuff I did see over the weekend and then catching up today, um, people seem to really like it. Um, I was actually hoping to get with some of our uh, taproom staff. I haven't been able to yet. Uh, I'm excited to see, like, what the feedback, like, on the ground was. Um, but everything I saw was great. A lot of check-ins on, on tap, which was good. So, the, the little I've interacted with some of the staff that was there seems to be very positive. Nice. Um, a lot of people reordering, crushing them. We sold a lot of cases of it, so nice. I know people were excited about it. We did increase the package amount this year, so that way, you know, last year, Eric, you brought a team here, and by the time you got here, we were sold out of cans. Yes, I know, <laughs> and, which, was, which was cool. Which yeah, was but really we had cool, to end up fill Crowlers and yeah. do all and these actually, things. I so. still have some, so I keep meaning. Oh, that's awesome. I, I should have brought one today, so we could have mm. really done a side-by-side, but I've, I've got some from last year that I'm kind of nice. hoarding now that I can. Absolutely. Last year, I had a can of, of our collab last year about three and a half months after we released it to which the hops had largely faded. Yeah. And it was amazing. Again, not that I didn't like it before, right. but, but it just improved so much more. And I think that was a lot of the feedback and discussion was, hey, this got better as the hops kind of faded a little bit, so let's just get rid of them right. this year. Right. What does it look like for you? When we do this beer, what does it look like for you at your location? Do people come there and ask about it or well i tr- i try to to head off as much of that as possible because yeah. i don't like people coming down being disappointed right yep yeah. so on all my posts i say hey get it at saunder at the tap room make sure you get it there or it'll yeah. be at your favorite stores or whatever i try to make sure i don't allude to the fact that we have it now we still get people that'll ask you know where can i get the beer now we had that a lot last year so we had a little less of it this year because i think people kind of knew and i made sure to push it that way um and i've been feverishly working over the last 12 months or so to make it possible to enjoy those things at the same time at the same place and uh i'm very confident that in the future at some point uh if we continue this collaboration and and this seasonal release you will be able to have one at the root beer stand you know with your foot long and really complete you know come full circle so i'm excited for that opportunity and hopefully sooner rather than later um be great if it was ready for next year but uh but, yeah, so, I mean, people ask about it. Uh, a lot of feedback um, that I get is similar, to, you know, to what, to what Danny says. A lot of people are super, super excited. So, um, yeah, it's just been, it's been great again. I, I, think, I think people assume or think it's significantly easier than what it actually is to be able to get a permit to serve oh, alcohol. They have no clue. And just for those that are listening that, that don't know this, it's very challenging to do. Yes. And, and as much as we want to be able to do that, and I, I genuinely hope that next year or, or in the future, even if it's not next year, that when we release this beer, we can throw a party at your place as well as here. It would be, it would be amazing. Just know, that, just know that Eric is trying. I'm trying, everyone. <laughs> Believe me, no one, no one wants it more than me. Trust me. Uh, but, yeah, I look forward to really, I mean, when, it, when that does come, and it will, you know, really working with you guys and blowing out like a big event that would just be, you know, killer. Um, because also, I mean, not to you know give away everything here, but my thought would be is that we would have this during the seasonal release, but we would also have a couple of maybe staple Sonder beers on in cans throughout the year. This would be something we'd obviously use beyond just this this single beer. So things in the works. Um, stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. For those that don't know, there's like a finite amount of liquor licenses, correct? Yes. So for, like, for each, yeah, so Ohio's a quota. So not to bore everyone, but <laughs> let's just say all the stereotypical things you think about bureaucracy and government and red tape, they all exist in this process. <laughs> um, and it is a perfect poster child for that, that stereotype. Yes, yeah. it, is, it is quite difficult. But. It, it, also, it also will be cool, and, and I know you brought this up, Eric, and it's something we've talked about in the past, Chad, uh, for sales and for our tap room is to be able to blow this up and have more merch and have 
tap handles and have all this stuff for it. The other thing that, that is kind of still looming in the background as we were planning this whole quarter was the pandemic. And so what that did was that drove delays in merch. It, do, it drove delays in, in lead times and packaging and everything. And while I think the timing of this is perfect and will likely be the same timing every year, hopefully, right. uh, what that and, – and those listening might be saying, well, I thought COVID was gone. And, and without getting into that discussion, yeah. the one thing that isn't gone are lead time delays and everything else that, that comes with it, supply chain and all those yeah, problems. So it, yeah. the, I guess we, we say all this to say as, as great as year one was and as better as year two is, stay tuned, man, because this is a collaboration. Chad mentioned his favorite collaboration of the year. I, I know for a fact it's not – he's not the only team member that feels that way, and it's just something that will continue to, to grow and get stronger. Yeah. Uh, along with the beer, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, Chad, uh, how has the pre-selling of this gone in market? And, and is this something maybe maybe share with our, our listeners uh, the possibilities or likelihood of this being in market, where that's going to be? Well, the, the, the really cool part about this is you and I just spent the last week up in Columbus, right? We just launched the Columbus market uh, with with our partners up there with premium beverage, and the demand for this beer exists in Columbus, right? Which is, which wow. is really really cool. Um, and Northern Kentucky, by the way, as well. Yeah, get yeah. our name up in there and all these other areas. <laughs> Go ahead, get it out there. Well, and again, back to the fun of the collaboration. Not only am I sharing the story of Sonder to to these people, but I'm also sharing the story of the root beer stand. Uh, and yep, I witnessed it. And there, you know, these people are as we've talked about countless times on this podcast about how important nostalgia is. And even if they don't know about the root beer stand, they can still picture it because they've seen something like it before somewhere in their hometown. Mm -hmm. They grew up with a spot like that. Right. 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 Um, So I mean, there was people in Columbus who like, Oh, I've got to get to the root beer stand. Like, well, could you come to Sonder too? (laughs) (laughs) We do get that quite a bit too. Like, Oh, I've never heard of the root beer stand, but I like root beer. So I'm going to try this beer. And I'd I'd hope that would translate to people stopping by your place. Well, I mean, that's the, and you touched on, that's a great thing about collaborations like this, especially with local small businesses like we are, is I get plenty of people who go, Hey, where's, where is Sonder? I want to try this new beer. Never been there. You know, they know us, you know, so we all, again, this is why I've always been a big proponent of any small businesses collaborating when it makes sense um because yeah you all you all benefit right everyone benefits and i think people i know i do i love it when i see two local places getting together and making something because it's like you can't get this anywhere else this is my thing because it's my city it's and in this case it's even smaller than that right we're talking about you know it, it we obviously want it to go as big as possible but it's not even just like cincinnati it's just even a smaller pocket that's within 10 minutes of each other. Right. And, um, those things are just really cool. And I, I know I appreciate it when I, when I see it. So I love being a part of one, but, um, and I think people really, especially nowadays that resonates so much with, with people, which is really cool. I completely agree. It's, it's one of the reasons that, that we do love this so much. You're pretty cool too, but, (laughs) but but just the idea of it being another small business and, and, uh, a local community as well. It's something that's that's very cool. One thing, I don't want to spill the beans here, Chad, but I might spill the beans. Okay. So if this isn't accurate. Am I going to have to clean up your beans? <laughs> you're not touching my beans. If, if this isn't accurate, um, you can do a little snippy snip here, okay. Danny. Uh, but can you confirm or deny a rumor that this may or may not be in uh, select Kroger stores? Uh, I can confirm that you'll be able to find this in some Kroger stores. Wow. A few select throughout the city. Uh, the closer to the brewery, the more likelihood there will be to finding it. Very cool. Uh, but, yeah, this will be landing in certain Kroger That's over the awesome. next week or two. And yeah. what's even better is Danny does not have to snip your beans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think I just heard a second ago. <laughs> My beans are already snipped, You're, Eric. Because okay, <laughs> I just didn't – it sounded like a rough job for Danny. I didn't want to – Running for the uh, the mascot Twitter feed job quite yet. <laughs> so, that's pretty no, good. That, that's really exciting, though. That is really that's yeah. So really that's exciting. just you know that's just another evolution in, in year two. Is uh, as our footprint print grows, we get we're we're getting this into Columbus now. We're getting this into Kroger, and who knows what this looks like next year, right? right? As, as we grow, um, 
we're going to be continuing to tell people all throughout the state, all throughout Kentucky, about the root beer stand. And, you know, as we all believe this is going to go uh, this year, it should be bigger next year. Yeah. And more and more people will be coming to, coming to northern Cincinnati to have a footlong and, and a root beer floating ale. Now, now, one thing, because I can hear it now, I can hear it now. This won't be available all summer. We did, make, we did make more of it. Uh, and we made it to where it didn't sell out of our tap room in a day like we did last year, which is cool, but we want people to be able to experience it. It might last a week. It, maybe. <laughs> right. It, maybe. It, we, did, we went through a lot of it. And I, and I don't think cans will be available for much longer. Right. So you might be able to get to the tap room and get it on draft, and you might be able to go to your favorite local watering hole and get it or bottle shop. But, but once it's gone, it's gone. And that's something that I think we all love the, the luster of that, right? And it's something that I imagine will be true into the future. And again, as we expand our distribution footprint, it becomes more widely available, but for about the same amount of time, right. which, is, which is quick hit and go. So yeah. if you are listening to this and think, man, I'll check it out when I check it out, I would still advise uh, it's, we're probably looking at, at five to, to ten days in the tap room probably and less for cans. And we can't control, obviously. Chad has this, this discussion with me all the time. Once it leaves our warehouse, we can't really control it. So we don't know when it goes anywhere else. But suffice to say, likely, likely quick hit and gone. Yeah, based, based on the demand that we're seeing at, at uh, our retail partners' spots, they're getting asked for it. So there is a lot of anticipation for it out in the market as well. So if you see it, don't wait till the next time right. that you're in right. the store to grab it. If you're interested in having it. Yeah, yep. pick it up. It's hitting shops uh, as we speak. I saw a couple places got it this morning. Yeah. So. Oh, really? Already? Yeah, so if you're listening to this, it's out in the market. Hey, nicely done, Chad. Hey. Y- your team's getting it out there already. I like that. All right, I'm done for the week. <laughs> <laughs> it's only Monday. Nail it in. The other great thing about it being limited like that is it's the same as the root beer stand, right? Like, we are limited. Exactly. Like, once you hit October or September – you got to wait till next year to get the root beer. So it's all part of that same, like, look, this is, this is summer, it's spring, it's summer. Get it while it lasts and, and go hard because once it's gone, we got to wait a whole other year, right? It's like Christmas is coming. You know, I love that. Which, is, which I think I agree. As we build this up every year and it becomes something people look forward to, I know there's certain uh, things I look forward to that are seasonal in different, the different places, and I'm always like, oh, yeah, when's that going to be? And, and the more years that it happens, the more it gets in your mind, you're like, oh, I got, that's about that time. Yeah. It's about that time you start looking. So I think it's definitely going to build, which is great. Yeah. Like, like baseball, right? Exactly, like baseball. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Now, this year, I'm just looking back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that world champion Braves. <laughs> do you, do you mentioned this just, this just spurned into my head here, but you mentioned the seasonality of the root beer stand. Where do you drink root beer when y'all aren't open? Uh, I drink plenty during the year. Don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm all stocked. So I don't, I don't need to drink any. Trust me. Uh, I just, uh, people always ask me what I do during the winter. And uh, I give, you know, whatever answers here and there. But I really just don't do a lot. I don't do enough is probably what my. You go to baseball games. Yeah. Well, if they played in the winter, that would be great. Yeah. But yes. But see, the Braves played in October this year. I don't know if you remember. So I did. I wasn't did, aware. Uh, yeah. In case you've forgotten, they had a playoff run. And I made several of those games. And then. We had to up prices at the Rupert stand this year to accommodate for all the tickets that I bought. <laughs> so if you paid extra for that float last week, thank you, because the World Series was worth it, trust me, for me. I, I know you're obviously joking about yeah. that, but, but are you seeing challenges like we talked about with supply chain and, and getting materials and other things? Yeah. How is that impacting your business? I, you know, the same as it's impacting everyone, I think. I mean, I, I started ordering. I mean, it's stuff that you don't think about is what I've noticed. You know, I've got the things I really worry about. Like, am I going to be able to get the things that I need to make our core items? But it's stuff you don't think about, like cups, you mm-hmm. know, styrofoam cups that we use or stuff like that. And I started ordering them like in February and stockpiling in case we get shortages. So, it, you know, the last however many years it's been now, COVID feels like this is the third year. And like you said, it's over, so to speak, in yeah. the way maybe we're living. But for businesses, as you know, it's still very much a part of like what dictates. And any small business owner will tell you the hardest thing to do is to be able to operate with uncertainty, right? Yep. I need to know this product is coming in. I need to know this employee is coming to work. And any of that that's up in the air, it, you can't operate day to day. I yeah. have to plan. I have to know this is coming. I can't, right. you know, and we've had, you know, things like, or last year especially, they would just show up with no buns. And like, well, we don't have any footlong buns for you today. And I go, I can't run a business where yep. you just don't bring me stuff. So, right. so have you had to change suppliers? 
I've, I've had to change suppliers for different things. Luckily, our core things, we've been okay. It's just been a lot more scrambling, a lot more stress, a lot more being creative with how we're going to do things. So, you know, it's been a challenging three years, but no different than anyone else. You know, we're actually lucky that we're only open six months. So the sure. other six, I can just turn it off and be like, let's <laughs> yeah. hope that it's better. Now, I obviously thought that for two years. I thought, all right, by the time we open next year, things yep. will be. And, but you're right, the ripple effect, how long it takes to get things, um, yeah, it's challenging. So I'm, hats off to any other small businesses who, you know, are, are still here, are making it. Um, and also, I would remind anyone who is listening, it, when you go to a small business especially, you know, not a huge chain, and you have an experience that's good, realize that that's great. But, I mean, it's it's exceptional that they're able, a lot of them are Correct. able to do what they're doing. And the, the fact that you didn't notice anything was different in the last three years than it was before <laughs> is a testament to the, the owners and to the employees that are working because it is a real real challenge and i think largely communities especially smaller communities and local places they're very either they're aware or they're appreciative i know we've felt that over the last three years Uh, exactly so you know i don't make it sound like people aren't appreciative they they really are but um it is a really good call out though yeah it's 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 a challenge and it's you know like i the first year certain things were hard things have gotten it's almost like different things are hard every three years of the saga right there's different challenges i would say you know well, we got through the hardest part, and then I got to the next year. I'm like, well, that part was hard, but this part's hard in a different way. So it's, yeah. it's tough. But I think all the businesses that come out of this, I know I speak for us, will be not only stronger, but the people in charge of them or the employees that run them have all just become weathered and, and experienced. And, and bonded. And bonded. Yes, I agree. We had COVID teams, and we made shirts. Yep. And, like, I told the staff we went out. You know, we, we go to the, I take the staff to the Reds game every year. And the COVID year, we didn't go. And the next year, we went. And I told him, I said, look, all of you who worked during COVID, you may not know this, but forever, you know, you'll go on, you'll have jobs, you'll yep. have kids. Uh, but I'll be here at 60, and I will remember every single one of you right. because it was like we went to war together in a way. Yep. You know, yeah. I don't want to trivialize that, but we were in something for sure. that maybe you didn't realize it because you're a teenager. But for me, <laughs> when you guys showed up every day, and I counted on you, and you counted on me, and we were, I mean, we were in it. I mean, we were in the mess, and no yep. one knew. I mean, those were the days. I mean, you just didn't know what the next day was going to bring. Every day I went to bed going, well, I hope that we yeah, can Yeah, I hope I don't get tomorrow. shut down tomorrow. Exactly. Yep. So it did feel like the bonded, I mean, for real, and, uh, and with other businesses. I mean, I, I have a friend who owns La Rosa's, uh, several of those, and, I mean, he would come over to the Rupert stand in the morning, and we would sit there and just – kind of go back and forth. What could we do? Can we do this? Have you tried this? Yep. I gave food for his staff. He gave food to my staff. And we kind of, he let me borrow equipment. I mean, that kind of stuff um, is really amazing. And I, I, I wish, in my mind, I have it all pictured, but I wish somebody in you know local media or something would really do kind of a localized documentary, so to speak, of how small businesses made it through, how they worked together. Because there really is a feel-good kind of learning moment and story from how so many people did, you know, because it's, it's so negative now. Yeah. But a lot of people, and I know this is just my experience, but I'm sure every business has these stories of people that, you know, helped out and that made it through, like, you know, a really difficult time. So now that I've rambled on, you can snip my beans too, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that was really well said. Yeah. And, you know, pulling through and being stronger as a team, we, we experience it here as well. Uh, we... Like it's part of its PTSD, but then part of it you kind of like look back with fondness of those days, right? And we, I, was, we, I was about to say, I think we just recently got to the point where like we all joke about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, absolutely. Took, it took a while to get there, but um, but it wasn't all negative. No, right? No. Like one thing that I was going to ask you about is the kind of remodel that you did going into this year, which was an adaptation from COVID, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So you've got the whole. You're no longer indoor dining, right? We're, we're no longer indoor dining. And, I mean, the, the amount of stuff that's changed is incredible. And, and, and the, the tiptoe, the line we had to, to, to walk a fine line between uh, we sell nostalgia, right? We sell. Yes. Yeah. We never change. Yes. The world changes. The root beer stand is always the same. It's the <laughs> yeah. same as it was. You know. So it's very difficult. I love that so much. It's so difficult to when that is your brand, that is your business, to adapt to a completely new world, not just COVID, but just to the ever-changing. To credit cards. Yeah, to credit cards. On. To on, <laughs> yeah. I mean, online ordering, credit all these things, you know. We used to handwrite yeah. every ticket and we were cash only, which is very quaint, and it is great, and people love it. But at the same time, 
you have to grow with it, keep one foot securely in the past and nostalgia. And so it's a little difficult for us, but you're right. The one thing COVID did was it said, look, you can't do that at all. You got to do something different. And so we took a leap and we said, we changed this and we changed this. And we kept what we felt was the really important core things. And we didn't want to lose sight of any of that. But yes, we made a lot of changes. And what we realized is, oh my goodness, we can serve people faster, more efficiently. You know, the process is smoother. It's better for them. And Mm -hmm. we realized at some point, we can't ever really go back to that. But we're trusting that the people who have enjoyed us and have come for so many years will be faithful to us, even if they know, you know, if we make these changes, as long as we stay true to the things that are important. So, for instance, you know, we haven't had indoor dining since COVID, and we still don't because we've made so many changes to the inside. We really can't fit. However, we knew, look, people, you got to come down and get a glass chilled <laughs> mug, right? And it's got to be root beer out of the tap. Like, that is a, where else in the world are you going to get that, right? Yeah. We can't just keep, you know, serving it in styrofoam cups forever. So, we built an entire outdoor bar. We said, let's take what people love about the inside. Let's put it under this carport, which is very cool and iconic in its own right. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. We'll bring the hats out because that's such a cool part. We'll hang them from the ceiling, and we'll bring the girls out here and let them waitress, and we'll bring the mugs back outside. We'll basically just move that part, and we'll just move it right out here, and we can still do both these processes. So we're in the middle of that transition this year, which is huge because it feels like the third year of major transition. <laughs> um, and I, I keep saying, you know, one day I'd love to just come in one, one year and just turn the lights on and go. But as we can relate to that, I'm brother. sure you can. Yeah. It, feel, it feels like, you know, obviously you guys are a newer business in that, you know, it's only been how many years now? We're in year four. Year four. Okay, so yeah, absolutely. Wow. Year four and three of those have been COVID. You're ready for just any <laughs> exactly. normal year, right? Yeah. So the yeah. fact that you, st- I mean, let me just say this, not to, you know, uh, make your head too big, but to, to come in and uh, any business that made it through this is one thing that's exceptional, but I looked at a lot of businesses that opened and I knew they'd only been open a finite amount of time before COVID to be able to sustain that as a new business is really incredible. So hats off to you guys for that. That's truly an accomplishment, but yeah. So to what I was saying is, yeah, we've had to make a lot of changes and, and, and hopefully that, uh, you know, people will still enjoy what we're doing, the new way that we're doing it. Um, and, it was one of those, you know, what do you do? You have, to, you have to adapt. So we're really, like I said, we're really trying to toe the line between, between the old and the new. Um, but I think it's, I, it's worked out really well so far. We're going to try to add new things. You know, we're, you know, these collaborations are great. So, um, you know, onward and upward. Uh, but also, we're, we're still the same. As <laughs> the, rest of the chili recipe is still from the original owner. You know, she made it up. Yeah. And the root beer is still the same and the well water, you know, nothing like that is changing. But the way you maybe get it or the way you pay for it has altered a little. But, you know. Yeah, I think that's a, it's quite a unique problem, but it's also exciting too. like, you know, how do you tackle modernizing a business that is like basically built on nostalgia? Yeah. Uh, and I think you guys crushed it. Um, but yeah, I think it's going great. Yeah, I, I've, you know, it gives me a lot of angst and anxiety <laughs> because, you know, you have something that works well and then you're dealt a hand like we all were and you had to make a lot of changes and you're like well there's no one to look to as you would know this is a new business right there's no one to look to to say well what do you think when this happened last time what how did you know it's yeah, like exactly. you're making it up exactly. on the fly and you're just using you know i didn't go to business school not that you know we all need to go to business school to run businesses but like you're just going with gut instinct you're going with making the best choices you, you try to do the best you can but you know, it's impossible not to second guess because you're changing things, especially in our case, things that have been that way for 50, 60 years. Yeah. And to say, we're going to change that. Yeah, it keeps you up a little bit. It keeps <laughs> you up a little bit. But like I said, so far, so good. And uh, I, I will say this, though, for all those stress, the stress that it creates, it also it's invigorating. Like Chad said, I mean, not Absolutely. everything that came out of COVID was horribly negative. I mean, the bonding was great. It did mm-hmm. invigorate and, and, and give me a lot of drive. And like, you're right, when you're in crisis mode and your back is against the wall, it's amazing how that can, the energy that can give you. And I think a lot of things that we've done and ultimately are so much more of an improvement that had we never been forced in that position. For sure. Maybe never would have happened. For yeah. sure. So, I, I think that's absolutely valid. And there's still, there's still an element of uh, we made it. Yes. Right. Which, which, you know, bonds people together. And, and it, it did make for, for those that are fortunate enough to, maintain uh businesses outside of uh what we knew as the pandemic right. there's still right. the, the looming but what we knew as that there's still an element of uh 
knowing we made it and getting stronger through it. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Uh, you talked about a couple of things. The original chili recipe, the well water. Yes. We hope that we continue to gain new listeners on this show. We did a podcast with you a year ago when we released this. Maybe give us the 50,000-foot view of your story. So maybe not as much detail. We would, we would certainly encourage our new listeners, go back and listen to that podcast. But just the 30,000-foot the uh, back, back of the envelope story, Chad, I've heard it uh, through you, and Chad has done a great job sharing that with our, our retail partners. But talk about a little bit about Route 42 and, and what makes your stand so special. Right. So there's a couple of uh, uh, school teachers that ended up taking it over, or at least the, the, the father was a school teacher. He was a gym teacher in Princeton. But uh, his wife, her parents grandparents i guess now started it and they they placed it on that lot where there was nothing there but 42 was the main road i mean it was the highway right between cincinnati and dayton so a lot of truck drivers a lot of travelers that was back in the day when you had families traveling you know there were no interstates yeah for those that don't know when there wasn't an interstate that took you chad you always say this it took you 42 took you from where to where like detroit to florida yes that was was, that was 71 essentially yes or 75 whichever Uh, one yeah 75 i think so i I mean it was the main and, I mean, all over the country it was like this, right? Yeah. You had little roadside stops like this all over. Yeah, Highway so, 1, right? Like the most famous right. highway in the country. So they decided they would put one there. The, one of the other reasons they decided is because – now, well, let me back up. So they decided to put one on Route 42. They knew there was a lot of traffic. Uh, they could franchise an A&W and put it there. It was so remote they did not have access to any kind of water source, uh, at least from the city, because was, there was nothing really out there. So they knew that they could – I guess they looked and knew they could dig a well – and so they used the well water that was there, which we still use today. Plenty of water, don't worry, obviously. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so they set up the shop there, and, uh, you know, it catered to a lot of families traveling. Um, one of the big draws was, you know, there's also no air conditioning. You pulled in at that time. Again, there's no indoor dining now. There never was indoor dining till late into the, I want to say, 70s or maybe even early 80s before they built onto that. It was always just a walk-up stand or you got in your car. So they would pull in, they had the mugs, they had the little trays that went on the windows, and, you know, you're hot, you're in the car, you got a cold mug, you get a, you get a, a, a float, um, and they would pull in, travelers would just kind of pull in and stop on their way to, you know, wherever they were going, truck drivers, a lot of those guys would stop in, and things like that. So that was really the genesis of where, where it began, and then it just, it kind of grew in the 80s, uh, the license came up for a they wanted certain changes and things they wanted to do, and they were like, nah, we're fine, we're just going to. We're just going to take the name off and keep going, um, which happens. There's actually several of those around the country that have very similar stories. That's awesome. And, uh, and we're one of the ones that are still, still around, obviously. But, yeah, so they did that. It kept moving along. Uh, they opened the inside. Uh, truck drivers will leave their hats. I've got the hat story. I won't break into that one right now. <laughs> if, you, um, if you don't know about that, actually, you shouldn't share it here. Go to the root beer stand and hear about it because it's super cool to see. Yeah. I actually told that cool story to today while there was a line. Someone goes, what's with the hats? I go, it's kind of a long story. You want to hear it right now? <laughs> <laughs> There's like 20 people behind you. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. And I go, all right. And then Here we go. I told the story. Yeah. So, awesome. but I, yeah, that happens all the time. Again, things like that are what make it, you know, great. So I never, I never back away from a chance to tell it because that's, you know, you're not going to Burger King and asking for their story, right? I mean, right. That's what makes it cool. So. But, yeah, I mean, never really missed a beat. It's just grown a lot, you know, since that original conception. Uh, the original family uh, who started it, their granddaughter still works for us. Uh, she was there when she was a kid, you know, picking up trays and things like that. That's so uh, cool. My in-laws bought it from that family. So, you know, contrary to – I hear a lot of rumors when I'm there, people talking, and a lot of people have – and they don't amazed. know who you are. And yeah, yeah. you amaze at all the people. They, and they say it with such confidence. Well, it's been like seven or eight owners, and they always go to Florida in the offseason. I mean, the kind of things I hear, and I go. No, they go to Atlanta. Go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to see the world champions. <laughs> Braves. Sorry, just last plug there. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's, that's pretty much how it started. Um, and, like I said, still going strong. Married into a root beer empire. That's right. I believe that was that was the the joke on last year's yeah, thing, right? Yeah, I can't right? claim that as my own. Yeah, it's a root beer empire. <laughs> I, believe, empire. I believe that's what you said, Eric. So, what do you get? What do you eat from the root beer stand? You know, and this is really funny because in the last five years, it, the, this part of the business has skyrocketed. But I actually get more cheeseburgers than I get anything else. I'm the They're same so way. They're so good. 
I love the cheeseburger. We, I mean, the amount of cheeseburgers that we sell, I joke sometimes, I go, we're just going to have to change this to the burger stand. <laughs> because the amount of cheeseburger is just, I, it's probably tripled in the last six years. Really? I, I could go into a lot of reasons why maybe that's the case, but I don't really for sure, and no one cares but me. Uh, so <laughs> the point is, they're actually just, they're, well, I don't know what the word for it. They're very simple, but almost in a very, in a really good way. Okay. If they're not anything more than they need to be. Sure. It's, it's like a really good lager. Yeah, it's like just. There, there's beauty and simplicity. Yeah. Exactly. I want to say it's the most basic, but that makes it sound bad. It's yeah. just the most simplified, basic, classic thing oh it's so good i mean exactly. i'll get one next time i just can't not get a chili oh, cheese dog totally, totally i get a foot long and my cheeseburger is my side yes <laughs> i do Dude, that's such a power move that i'm yeah. here for i do yeah. a, i do a large root beer a double cheeseburger and a section a six inch coney a six inch coney yeah yeah all right I, I did a foot long on opening day and it was too much food that was on me oh with oh, the cheese on top of the cheeseburger yeah <laughs> or, or on top of a double cheeseburger it was a double cheeseburger and a foot long and it was a little too much food. now i, I can see that i will say one of the other things that's been selling really well and i don't even like because it's just it's so filling but has has even skyrocketed more than that and is becoming it's rivaling so the timmy i'm, I'm sure i've told you the story oh. the timmy dog the new sandwich that's really rivaling and beating it a lot of days in sales is the chattanooga cheeseburger which i named after my hometown and it was probably five six years ago and we're in the kitchen you know one slow night, me and one of the other guys working. I'm like, you know, just because you eat there so often, you're like, eh, we got to make something new. So right. you're yeah. putting things together. And we have barbecue, like pulled pork barbecue, and we have the cheeseburger. So I'm like, give me some pulled pork. And we put it on top of a cheeseburger. Then we throw some shredded cheddar on top of that <laughs> and Ooh. put it out. And we call it the, the Chattanooga. Well, first we debated, what are we going to call it? And the other guy goes, well, you're from Chattanooga. And, you know, they're, the South in general is famous for barbecue. Yeah. And Chattanooga has tons of them. Mm-hmm. I go, okay, I like that. So we did it. And it is just taken off and so now we sell it in a single double and a triple you get a triple we call them chat you get a triple chat <laughs> tell you something you ain't eating get, for a while that, is, I mean, that thing is a mouthful of meat right you know there. what challenge accepted it, i'm telling you dude. game Ooh. on now that's what now now i know what i'm getting but you right. should try it those are yeah if you like barbecue and you like burgers, a triple I mean, chat and a six inch chili cheese dog now that is I'll tell you what <laughs> i'd go ahead and cough the rest of the day <laughs> <laughs> You you gotta make that like a challenge or something. Oh man, make that like an eating challenge. Yeah, we could. Man, that's a lot. Um, so what else? What else do you want people to know just in general about the root beer stand? Is there anything anything we've left out? Goodness, man, that's a good one. No, I mean, honestly, we're 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 more well known sometimes than I believe. So people, I'll see people. For sure, my 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 dad was he's got a bunch of root beer stand stuff. Obviously, they live in Chattanooga. And he's walking in the park one day in Chattanooga. Oh, we love the root beer stand. We know the root beer. The one in Sharonville? My dad goes, yeah, that's the one. And I mean, <laughs> stuff like that happens yeah. to it's people awesome. all the time, all over the place. So, you know, we're open. Uh, we made it. Uh, the yeah. mugs are coming back. Uh, we're doing a great collaboration with Sonder. <laughs> I'm not just saying that because I'm here. <laughs> the mugs are back. So you mean the you, mugs you, will, so you have gone away from styrofoam back to the glass so mugs? So the, the styrofoam's always been the... The to-go okay. drinks, right? Okay. But since 2000, since COVID, so it's in the end, the last time someone drank root beer out of a cold mug at the root beer stand was 2019, like wow. September. Wow. So we are really excited that this year, in the next couple weeks, early May, waiting for some of the staff to get back from, from college, we will be bringing back the mugs. Uh, we got the chiller turned on, cranked it all back up, dusted it off. Oh, that's awesome! Um, so those will be back this year. So we're pretty excited that that's kind of congrats to that big, man. That's yeah, awesome. That's a, a that'll big be a win. big moment is when I can go out there and see those people with the cold mugs, yeah. you know, cheersing and 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 having that like the clink of the glasses yep. as we're inside, like. You know, I don't even have staff that, like, we, we have a job called Mug Boy. That's the title of the job. And it's just the boys <laughs> that do all the grunt work, and they used to wash the mugs and wipe the counters and take out the trash and fill the che- – I mean, mm-hmm. all the grunt work, right? Well, they've been Mug Boys forever. We've now been so long without mugs, not one of them I have on staff has ever had to wash the mugs and deal with oh, yeah. the cycle <laughs> of them. It's like a retraining. Yeah. I actually only have, like, two girls that work for me currently that ever actually waited on customers. Wow. Because it's been, again, three yeah. years since we've had to do that. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun time when we really I go, guys. We're gonna have to pep up those smiles a little bit. You know what? This is not a drive through anymore. <laughs> yeah. We got it. The customer service part. So you said two things that uh, you know, we talked about the similarities in small business. Like 
I'll net like one of my favorite days ever at Sonder was the day that we could sell beer like to be drank in the tap room again. Yeah, this absolutely. year like that was that was so much fun. It was just really exciting. People had to be six feet apart, and you know we were wiping down tables after everyone was there. But it was so just exhilarating to see someone mm-hmm. actually enjoying our space again. Uh, and then one of my other favorite memories is uh, Justin and I were visiting a friend in Florida, and we were brewery hopping, and uh, it was towards the end of the day and we'd had a couple of drinks in us and uh i was grabbing a beer at the bar and i looked to the guy to the right of me we're in jacksonville florida and a guy was wearing a saunders shirt oh that's awesome and i like lost my mind yeah i was like sir where did you get that shirt and he's like oh my buddies live in i forget what he might have said westchester or something like that and uh their favorite brewery is this saunder he like he didn't he didn't know i worked at saunder he's like Uh, this Sonder Brewing, you know, was their favorite spot, and I really liked it too. So I grabbed a shirt on my way out, and I was like, "What if I told you that I work there, and the like one of the four owners is right over there?" And I brought Justin over, and like we bought that guy a drink, and that's really cool. I did my classic, like gave him my card, like, "Dude, let me know the next time you're there, I'll buy you a drink." Never hit me up, but that's it, awesome. He, he provided a great. Well, story, he lives in Jacksonville. So. There's a chance he's not been back. He says his friends live here. I don't know. <laughs> It's crazy. I, 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 that's one of those moments that I'll never forget. That was incredible. That was, like, early on, too. That would have been we, Super Bowl 2020, so it was, like, right before COVID started. Yeah, the yeah. guy couldn't travel for two years. He might that's be true. planning a trip up here and just couldn't get a, get, guess, couldn't uh, get a yeah. flight. Yeah. No, that's awesome. It was, yeah. it I know was my, very uh, cool. My father-in-law went to the Super Bowl this past year, mm-hmm. and he, of course, one whole day, he just decked out in his root beer stand stuff. <laughs> and he said he was walking down the street of L.A. And he'd hear, like, people going, root beer stand guy, yeah! <laughs> you know, just screaming, you That's know. incredible. Yeah. Did, did, you, cool. uh, did you wear your root beer stand stuff to Atlanta, or were you all bra- in your Braves gear? I was, all, I was all Braves gear. I may have had a red root beer stand shirt underneath somewhere, but, I mean, I was completely <laughs> focused. I mean, it was just laser focusing. I had a lot, of, I had a lot to do to help. Mm them win that championship you were a big clearly part of it, yeah. i was a you huge, definitely were yeah. did you go by yourself or did you have people with you so no i went uh the first time i went with my sisters and um their brother their brother-in-laws and then the second time for the world series i went i met a buddy down there and we went but yeah i would have gone myself i had to i yeah. actually i flew down for to the, sure i flew down to the world series i had no tickets and i said we're going to be by the stadium yeah. and we will climb the fence we will figure it out or we'll at least be there, you know, in the atmosphere. So right. we went down there with just nothing. And luckily I, got I did that in 2017 in, up in Cleveland. And coincidentally, I'll never root for the Cubs again. <laughs> <laughs> and there was this guy that was dressed. He was dressed ridiculously and was the most obnoxious baseball fan I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. And that guy killed the fandom of the Chicago Cubs for me forever not that there ever was fandom but i lived in chicago for a while wrigley's a cool place nope nope won't ever do it again do you find that uh in general there's not nearly as many obnoxious baseball fans as there are like in football it's it's much fewer and further between i feel like it is yeah baseball is way more of a unless apparently and there's so many games that like okay my team lost this one game yeah unless apparently you're a fan of the cubs and they had never been good for 100 years and then all of a sudden you decided to be obnoxious (laughs) i i luckily i i have a few cubs fans in my life i luckily uh i'm shocked they do this because i wouldn't have been as gracious as they are but they don't bring it up Mm. They don't bring you up. Would, they don't bring you up would what? not. They don't, they don't bring up beating the Guardians, the, previously the Indians in the World Series. So it, you would not have been that gracious. You definitely no, would have brought it up to them. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> so so when you're not drinking a root beer float collab with us, what are you drinking? What kind of beer are you drinking? Well, I don't. Uh, again, I don't want to be a homer here, but uh, you betcha is my go-to st- staple. And again, Love that. again, Blanc is my summer staple. Okay. Don't drink a lot of Blanc in the winter. I like a I like a wheat Hefeweizen like that in the in the summer. It's more of a summertime beer the, for me. Uh, but you betcha, really big. Um, now I really like um, coffee blondes or uh, a coffee. And I not to name drop other breweries on this podcast, but I always like Street Sides. I think it's still called Return of the Mac. Yeah. I believe so. Which yep. is their coffee blonde, which I I thought was really good. Um, so those that's generally what I drink in the winter. I like a good coffee based. Porter, I love um, Otto. Nice. You know what I would love from you guys? I'm just kidding. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But <laughs> Go ahead. Love, you, you know I what would, you should do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we take suggestions. I have a running joke, and Chad knows this as, as well as some of our other friends, that 
is we always joke when people come in and go, you know what you should do? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, tell please, me about it. Tell me how to do my <laughs> business. And the funny part is like 99% of the time it's French fries, yes. right? And you're like, it's, yeah, I know. It's always, it's always the same. You know what you should, you should stay open in the winter. And then we're open like two weeks ago when it's like 40 degrees and we're dead all day. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, hey, where's that guy? Because <laughs> right. he's not here. I actually told a guy one time, he was like, you got, I go, remember last week when it was really cold? Did you come down and get it? He goes, no. I go, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you didn't. No yeah. one did. That's why we're not open. We basically, yeah, <laughs> we, we basically get pitched things like oh, on yeah. a daily basis. Oh, I, I, yeah. yeah. You know what you should do? I'm like, no, I never thought of that. I'm here every day. Yeah, please tell me what we should <laughs> Believe do. Believe me, I, I've, I've thought of it. Thanks please for the input. Me. I mean, and you know, people are, you know, they're not, people mean well. Yeah. You know, you don't want to, like, right. get snippy or get an attitude, but sometimes you're like, yeah, I know. I got you, man. Anyway, so I'm curious, what should we do? Not you were going to tell you us. Do, but what I would, you know, because everyone, this is another thing. Everyone, when they think of what you should do, it means, you know what I want? Yeah, right. Specifically yeah. me. Yeah. Whether, whether five people buy it or not is not my problem, but I want it. Yeah. I love auto. Yep. Love it. Yep. But the only reason I don't drink it more often, it's just so, it's so much alcohol. Yeah. And like, I can't drink a lot of them. So I'd love to have like an auto at like, like an auto light, like half. Because I love the flavor, and I mean, part of the flavor though is the is the alcohol, right? Yeah. That gives it that potency. Yeah. But it's almost like something, and it wouldn't have to be auto, but something similar to that flavor profile, but in like a six and a half percent or something that I could drink like two of instead of like I'm drinking one of these. I'm like, all right, it's bedtime. <laughs> or maybe I maybe if maybe this isn't a problem for you know the twenty year olds or thirty year olds, but this forty year olds, it's like okay. Have Ooh. you tried our vanilla porter? It's not like spot on. It's not going to be as coffee forward. I feel like maybe I have, and it's not like I'm. Sh- I, I probably tried them all, yeah. and I probably like. I just really love for where I really love like a coffee, yeah. hint of coffee in. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, like I said, even my blondes or a, but especially in the uh, in the winter. But anyway, yeah. I love it. That's just I me. love it. Uh, should we hit that last segment? Mm-hmm. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? Is it a cover band or some college town bar where it's not a guitar? Is it something to get you through? Chad, you've been on an absolute heater with this segment, so I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> I feel like you've played nothing but bangers. Well, <clears throat> I am still on my Foo Fighters kick. Okay. Ooh, good one. Um, and Jackson... My son and I were just uh, curating this baseball playlist that just evolves every day, and so we're listening to it to and from games. Um, so I get to introduce him to songs. He's like, like ACDC, Thunderstruck, oh, wow. uh, Enter Sandman, like some really good baseball songs that he may have not heard of. And then he adds some new songs that I clearly have never heard of. Um, so he's introducing me to music as well. But I introduced him to The Pretender by Foo Fighters. Okay. And uh, that one gets him going. I'll kind of look back in the back seat, and he's kind of head bobbing to it and, like, starts, <laughs> you know, just really getting into it. So that's kind of been our, our song. It was this weekend. We listened to it about, I don't know, 20 times this weekend during the baseball <laughs> yeah. tournament. So I thought it. I was going to grow out of that eventually, too. It, I don't. Like, when I find a new song that I like, I still listen to it on repeat for, like, a Dude, week. for and, sure. And then I ruin it. For sure. Yeah, men as a rule don't grow, so don't worry. <laughs> right. That's a good point as well. We're the root beer stand. Yeah, no. we, we, grow, <laughs> we grow. We grow, but we still have We're a foot. Basically, and... stay the same. Yeah. <laughs> Little fringe things change. Yeah. We're basically the same We're as we much when we same. were nine. However, our sons are now, that's <laughs> right. pretty much what they'll be when they're exactly. 40. <laughs> Just slightly. Is that the case with you and Jackson, Chad? Is oh yeah, you, we're, you just see yourself yeah. in him. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Jackson is how he is now, except Jackson will have a beard. Right. <laughs> That's the only. They grow facial hair. That's the only difference. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The same. That actually tracks. That's pretty yeah. true. Uh, Eric, do you have one? You ready to go? Yeah, I am. So uh, on on Chad's note, I will say I've been listening a lot to the play by play when the Braves won the World Series. <laughs> um, just I listened to the call over and over again. From Joe Simpson. Could you? Again, I don't even hate the continuous flex because I would be doing the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Some Absolutely. might not call it music, but I call it music. Too, <laughs> I uh, but ironically, uh, Beckett, my son, got a hold of our Amazon music account. I did not know. And I looked on my playlist one day, and I go, who made this playlist? And it's called, uh, he named it, Beckett's Juice List. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so I played Beckett's Juice List. And 
there needs to be some serious parental guidance <laughs> on some of the song selection. But yeah, you can how, turn how off. Your son? You can turn off the explicit. No He's explicit eight. songs. Oh, same age as Jackson. Okay. Jackson's yeah. Jackson's a little bit a grade ahead, but they're yeah. The fake. Beckett's Juice List, which has Juice World. It has what's that one? Ashton okay. in the Ocean. Whatever oh, yeah. that yeah. one yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, it's got all kind. Has one song that is like by Morgan Wallen or something. I go, what's this? The title of the song is Beckett. And the, and the chorus goes, I want to grow up to be like Beckett, which is obviously why he picked the song. To be honest, he just searched his name. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He searched his own I'm name. I'm not even mad at and that. And added about it that. to the list. Because you're listening to all this just like, I mean, Eminem's on there. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, what is, th- we got to cut this out. So I played it and he goes, Dad, there's a lot of cussers on this. We probably shouldn't listen. I go, you made the list. It's, it's you your juice it. list, It's your bro. juice list, dude. <laughs> We're going to listen to this and make eye contact the whole time. And you're going to have to like, look me in the eye. Back, he's back there just, you know, bobbing his head. And I'm like, okay. But uh, my daughter actually, aside from every morning wanting to listen, actually I had this conversation this morning. Every morning we get in the car to go to school, and she wants to listen to Taylor Swift. And I go, that's great. Tomorrow, your assignment, pick any other artist you want. Just any of them. I don't even care. I, I'm fine with Taylor Swift, but let's branch out, find anyone else, anyone. And so she, so she looks and she goes, all right, then I want the Chipper Jones song. Which is Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. That was his walk-up Oh, that was his walk-up oh, song? yeah. And That's so, pretty awesome. Uh, both of them know that song, too. Do you know course. what your walk-up song would be if you were an MLB player? Oh, gosh. No, but now I want to know. Yeah. Chad, do you have one? I know you've thought about it. I've thought about it a few times. And? Um, I would probably go with uh, Dixieland Light. Okay. Mm. Actually, I that do tracks. know. Okay. Now that you say that, it would be Rocky Top, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How could yeah. yours not be? It'd be yeah. Rocky Top. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I would probably have somewhere on my jersey or body some kind of checkerboard always. You <laughs> yeah. Know, like maybe on the back of my hat or wherever they would allow without getting fined. You know, socks or something. But yeah, I think it would be Rocky Top. Danny, what would yours be? Uh, I don't know. I'd probably find some weird like two thousand pop punk song. Okay. I'd switch it up. Yeah. I think mine would be Kendrick Lamar Humble. I like that song. Oh, that's on our playlist. The clean version. Yeah, oh, yep, sounds yeah, right. But that's what, is a, the, what do they do for the... Interesting. I'll uh, have to, we'll we'll yeah. have to pick this up after. That's yeah. like one of my favorite games to play, is to like listen to the clean versions of songs that are not built to have a clean version. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like the like remixing and just like the like very blatant like oh, yeah. beep-outs of words. Yeah. Right. Like country grammar on, on clean is one, of, is one of the best like dub-overs. I'm like, <laughs> what are they doing? Right. Song? Uh, so my song, Chad called me out on this a couple of weeks ago, and then we got cold again. I had the first weekend of the year where I could take the top off the Jeep. Oh, it's always a good weekend. I so, did that this weekend, actually. Did you? Oh, it was great. So uh, I just did the Jeep wave. They just did the Jeep wave to each other, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't know about it, Chad. Yeah, it's a Jeep thing you wouldn't understand. Uh, I have this thing where when the top's off the Jeep, I almost exclusively listen to Kenny Chesney. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Like I don't get you, it. Like you, like not only narrowed down to a genre, but like a specific artist in a genre. Pretty much, and then, and, but the weird thing is, I'll go like explicit hip hop if it's not Kenny Chesney, which is what's weird. I don't whatever. Uh, but that's I just love the hip hop. Is it because genre. you think you'd feel odd if you pulled up to a stoplight? There, there is rap there is some element to that. Yes. Also, like to me, just Kenny Chesney is like rum on a beach. Like it's just what I think. I right? think that's what he's shooting for. He, Absolutely, he wants to that's be, his whole vibe. Uh, right. What's his name? He's our generation's Jimmy Buffett. He wants to be Jimmy. Yes, yeah. I totally agree. Uh, and and for me, it's just a vibe. Right. It's just a vibe with the Jeep. So, uh, my favorite Kenny Chesney song uh, is a song that not a lot of people know. Actually, it's a B side. It's called Coastal. Um, and I've, I know I've played it another probably last summer when I had the top off a lot. Mm-hmm. And so this just tracks. This is part of my brand. Uh, the top was off this weekend. So my song is Coastal by Kenny Chesney. Nice. Uh, we had 80-degree weather this week, so I started listening to country. Yep, that sounds about right. Uh, Jake Owen is one of my favorite country artists. And uh, Up There Down Here is one of his more recent songs I really like. Yep, yep. He's also a... a a beach vibe kind of guy. For sure. I feel like. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, won't you take us out with? Yes. I'm telling you. I hear this song. I just see Chipper walking to the plate. <laughs> Was this always his walk-up song? Always. Really? I didn't know, I didn't know that. One. And you, when you were in the stadium, and, like, there would be a guy on base, and it would be quiet, and all of a sudden you just You'd hear that. You'd hear that? 
And, I mean, the place just erupted. Erupts, and yeah. he would walk up to right where he's getting in the batter's box. It would go, da na 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 And, I mean, you were just That like, is pretty awesome. And then if he hit a home run, it was just like, you're just throwing your head. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> that is pretty elite. This is as high as – this yeah. is as good as my life is getting until the Braves won the World Series. In <laughs> uh, uh, all right, let's test your Braves knowledge here. Oh, God, don't. But, yes. What's Chipper's actual first name? Larry Wayne Jones nice, Jr. Nice, let's go. <laughs> I know okay. because I made a sign. This is a quick story. I made a sign when we went one time, and it said, it's your world, Larry. We're just living in it. And we set me out there when he was playing left field, and he, like, acknowledged it once. Funny story, they were playing the Giants, and Barry Bonds was playing, and so halfway through the game, we changed the L to a B <laughs> and, tried to get, and tried to get Barry to look at it. Also, it was a season he hit, like, a million home runs. He hit a home run his first at bat. They walked in the next two. Fourth at bat, first pitch, home run, standing ovation in Atlanta. <laughs> Everybody's just like, well, I don't know what to say. Yeah, this guy's tip of the hat. Yeah. This was obviously pre-Game of Shadows or whatever that book, you know. Yes. Yeah. That's elite. Uh, crazy. Uh, also, if you hung around for this entire baseball podcast, thank you. You're, yeah. wel- you're welcome. This was fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thanks, this is good. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thank you.